We're rolling, Corey. Welcome, everybody, to the American Outlaws podcast, the soccer podcast, where we talk about soccer games and we talk about kicking goals. I'm your host, Corey Donahue. Justin Bruckens sitting across from me. Hi, Justin. Hey, Corey. What's going on? I'm excited for a new year. Happy it's 20, New Year, Happy Corey. New Year to you, sir. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, do you want me to cheers you with, yeah, with the beer, the coffee, or the water? <laughs> I'm going to leave it up to you in 2019. Only three drinks? Uh, we have a little saying in my house. It's three drink minimum options. That's not the saying. <laughs> it's a great saying. The saying is, is that you keep options mar- are three drinks minimum. So you keep marriages together, right, Corey? You keep options. You keep yeah. that, and you keep two TV <laughs> rooms. <laughs> you That's keep the options. Worst, worst advice for yeah. a marriage. <laughs> I'm a marriage expert. If there's one thing I've learned, you need options at all times, whether it's spouse or television rooms in different uh, settings. Yeah, someone told us that on a podcast long, long ago. When I, think I think it was Kyle I, Martino. When I was getting married. Is that right? Yeah. We asked him, like, hey, what's some advice? And you need multiple TVs in different rooms. I think this came up on the last podcast. Did weirdly, it? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I'm really into marriages lately. You know what? I'm married to the United States soccer team. <laughs> As well as my wife, Logan. (laughs) Not necessarily in that order. Love you, Logan. Uh, She listens to this podcast. Does she? She usually doesn't get this far in, so. (laughs) She hears your voice and is like, off. Well, that's 99% of them. Does the count of the listeners on this podcast take into account just who starts it? Or is that like listens all the way or is that listens like 30 seconds in? That's a good question. I'll bet. I think it just starts. So we could just have a lot of people just listening to the first two minutes. I'll bet 90% just want to hear the catchphrase, which is (laughs) welcome to the soccer podcast. It's exciting. We talk about soccer games and kicking goals. It's exciting. And we had to really elaborate last time that we're not talking about just kick kick it goals. We want to include headed goals, tummy goals, ass goals. Omar Gonzalez's own goals that kill us in Trinidad. We want it all included. We talk about it all. Are we going to cheers? I, 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 just a beer, Corey. <sighs> I need you to be the decision maker <laughs> in this relationship. You know I struggle That's a coffee. That is not the beer. All right. Let me find a beer here. <laughs> there you go. Cheers. <sighs> I'm trying to go slow in the beer. It's been a do, crazy day for kinda, me. I kind of dislike when podcasts talk about the beer they're drinking, but I'm going to do that. <laughs> We've done that. What episode is this? <laughs> We've done that 52 episodes in a row, and you're just now bringing... <laughs> I really dislike the main thing that we do on our podcast. Well, no, I'm not saying like drinking beer on a podcast. We always do that. We just never like talk about the beers that we... That we're currently drinking on the podcast. Yeah, it's not interesting. I know. And, uh, even though but, some of my favorite podcasts do it. I know. I know, but we have. I think why they I have feel the like skip we- forward button. It's <laughs> a good point. Now, if you don't want to hear this, please skip forward now. Exactly uh, a minute and a half. Because you're about to talk about a beer. Heck yeah, you kind of have to. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, no, you absolutely don't. This is a beer that was given to us by a good partner of ours. It's been around since the beginning, basically, with us, uh, the World Soccer Shop, uh, friends of ours. They sent us uh, the Good People Pale Ale, and that's actually also our chapter bar in Birmingham. Which you and I have been to. It was a fantastic bar. Let's Met talk the about chapter why, president why there we too. went there. It was awesome. It was a really yeah, cool go ahead, experience. Uh, some some guys from the uh, college down there, ugh, really struggling. Unity University, what was it called? Sanford. Sanford. Not Stanford. Yeah. Sanford. Yeah, Sanford University in Birmingham, Alabama. 
uh, a group of students did their senior project on American Outlaws and did some marketing uh, research and yeah, research yeah. about social media and stuff like that on American Outlaws. And they flew us down there to listen to their uh, students present their final project, which was awesome. Got to meet our chapter president. Got to visit good, uh, good people brewing. Good people brewing down there, which was our chapter bar. This is really good, by the way. Is it good? I know. I hate when people say that. Oh, super good. Oh, why don't you tell me about the textures <laughs> and the blah blah blah? It tastes like a pale ale, and it's delicious. I don't know what else you want me to Sweet. say. Everybody go buy Good People Brewing Company. It's not available in your area, so why would you? <laughs> Most care? of the time, it's not. I haven't seen it around here. That's why it's so good. Well, right since now. you asked, I'm drinking a locally brewed zipline uh, light on the beer because I have a intense workout class I have to get to, which is why I'm talking so fast. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank you. I'm glad Thank you, you have, back. I'm glad you have coffee and beer. Actually, coffee and two beers before you hit to the gym. <laughs> I love hey, it. I haven't opened the second one and I haven't committed to it. It's yet. a new year, Corey. Like you talked Don't about. Don't put words year. in my mouth. It's a new year. Motherfucker. New year, new Corey. New year, new Corey. New year, new soccer team. 2018 was a dark side of the, a dark spot on the resume of the United States Soccer Federation on the men's side. Well, I mean, women's side undefeated. Well, yeah, I know, but it's still, it wasn't dark on the women's. It wasn't very exciting because it wasn't a massive tournaments that mean anything. There's no World Cup, no Olympics. Do we have a She Believes in 2018? The she Believes every year. That we played three of the best teams in I the know. world and we've stomped them. I know. We went undefeated that year. I know. I Maybe that's with your premise. <laughs> and I won't listen to it. I want, I won't I want the World Cup and I want the Olympics. <laughs> I want that stuff because I want to I want to challenge. Well, we're going to get it in 2019, buddy, because we got the Women's World Cup in June. Oh, I can't wait. Cannot wait. We got a lot of friendlies leading up to that. By the way. They look unstoppable. We talked about this, but man, they look good. I'm trying to remember the last close game they had that I actually was worried about. They had a, I mean, they had a few in uh, the She Believes in Tournament of Nations that was like a one-goal difference that right. they... But I still feel like we were... I was never worried. We'd win nine out of ten times yeah. in, in those games. Just was never worried. The only time the other teams were scoring was like a counterattack or like some set right. piece or something like that. Never like looked like anything was dominated. We were the aggressor in all of those, I would say. Becky Sauerbrunn, that's all to Becky in the back. Yeah, which, all right, let's talk a little... Guys, guys and gals in the AO membership, we could we could talk about the uh, survey results from 2018 since we're talking about 2018. That's one new year thing. We have a lot of new year, new things going sure on right do. now. Uh, we put out the American Outlaws member survey at the end of 2018 like we do every year. This is our fourth year doing it, I believe. Included that included in that is the player of the year rankings for the men's and women's team player of the year as voted on by our members. Yep. Uh, we have a really cool trophy. Uh designed and created by Chris and Justin uh, that we presented to last year's winners who were Christian Pulisic and uh, Julie Ertz, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. We handed them over in person. Um, we think it's a cool award. They think it's a cool award because it's the fans' vote. It's not the... And it's the it's the only fans' vote out there, fan uh, player of the year, because the other ones are either voted on by CONCACAF people or writers. U.S. Soccer's is like the writers and media right. and... Uh, actual players too uh this is one and god knows <laughs> god knows if you've read a text from justin he does not know how to write and he has a vote in this so it is not a writer's award yeah we're the the vote of the common people here <laughs> we are so uh so yeah last year was was those guys and this year 
we have two new winners, which I'm not going to announce today because I think we're going to hold out on that, right? Oh, okay. Okay. We could announce it. I don't know. That's a good question. We can hold out on this. Maybe I can... Let's wait till the end of the podcast, Let's make a teaser. Let's make a teaser that... Okay. On the women's side, the winner, very, very uh, deserving. However, Becky Sauerbrunn didn't finish in the top two, and that is a tragedy. Yeah. Becky Sauerbrunn is the rock on She this is team. the MVP. I feel like she is the most valuable player on this team to own that back, in right? Because t- even if we don't only score one goal or one or two goals in a game, like... The other team's not scoring more than one, and one's only if they get lucky. I'm going to argue with you a little bit. In a, ge- in a year where we were challenged almost never, you're trying to say our defender is our MVP? Is that what you're telling me for the year? <laughs> well, in the, yeah, when you talk about the She Believes Cup and the Term of Nations, yeah, yeah. for sure. I guess, she's, I guess she did stomp out a lot of counterattacks. World qualifying when we're going 9-0. <laughs> and probably in some of the games in the World Cup this year. Oh, uh, for sure. What's the what's the what's the one group stage game where we're probably an eight goal favorite? Uh, uh, <laughs> we got Sweden, we got Chile. Let's see a third one. And we got oh my god, yeah, I'm gonna brain fart right blank, now too. Blanking uh, 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 Thailand. Thailand, <laughs> nice Thailand, more like it. <laughs> well, Chile and Thailand are both gonna be. It's gonna be ugly. Uh, just <laughs> I can't say gimmies, but yeah. They, they should be six, seven, nothing. Uh, oh God, I was gonna pull. I now remember. I was gonna pull up the survey results because I had one really interesting uh, result from the member survey. Which, um, for those of you who took it, thank you, AO members, for taking it. It helps uh, shed light on what we're doing well and what we're not. We try to be the voice of the U.S. soccer fan base to uh, to the U.S. Soccer Federation when we can, and we're also trying to provide as much value to you as we can, trying to make it easier for you as U.S. soccer fans to make it to games and be the best fan that you can be for the men's and women's team. That's our whole goal. We know we're not perfect. We're always trying to get better. Um, we're kind of, you know, we're, we're kind of reinventing ourselves all the time as this thing goes on. So we appreciate we your should. Feed- yeah. So we appreciate your feedback. But we, we got a lot of it. But we do talk. I mean, we we push back. I mean, um, we talk to U.S. Soccer about ticket prices, and ticket access, and and our section size, and what we're doing in the sections, and and how games are announced, and where they're at, and what other stuff we can do. Yeah, and we tell them when when our members are uh, think they're doing a great job, we let them know on that stuff. And when we think our, our members who are avid U.S. Soccer fans aren't doing so great, we try and let them know. Yep. Um, one of the things that. So just we, we, you and I, and uh, Brian and Megan went to Chicago recently to meet with U.S. Soccer, as we try to do, or as we do every year, to discuss logistics for the upcoming year um, and our, our touch points that we have, which is logistics of game day, you know, whether it's TFOs or ticketing or um, march into the stadium, our routes and, and tailgate parking, all that kind of stuff, and then how we can help help each other be successful and what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong and all those things. Um, lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? <laughs> God, what a yes, up. that's exactly what we do. That's correct. <laughs> no, I, uh, I mean, yeah, we talk, we, and we bring up, try to, we try to bring up new ideas too. Like, Hey, you know, if you really want to appreciate the fans, let's create a fan appreciation game. Or if we want to try to get uh, a group of fans to uh, a youth game, either U20, U17, uh, how to, what you should be doing is putting that game in the same weekend in the same city as a senior team game and make it awesome. Well, we brainstormed that this weekend, yep. and that was 
a win-win. We they they love it. We love it. So we're going to try to do that this year as many times as we can. Think about the memories we can give those players on the field. Something they may have never seen before. Their parents would have memories that they're like, oh my god. Even if they don't make it to the senior team, they have that. Think flying. Your average AO person flies or drives into town the night before the game. They probably get in five, six o'clock. They check into their hotel and then they're like, have a few hours before the night before. They go to the night before early. This would be a time to get on the bus, go watch our youth team play, be in the section cheering, uh, providing a great atmosphere for our U20s, our U15s, or whatever as they play. You know, the games they're coming, they're coming up, and uh, yeah, giving them, like you said, uh, awesome memories. And then going back to the night before and having a good time and getting ready for the uh, for the national team game the next day. You so. give kid positive me- memories in that game before the night before. You give yourself positive memories the night before. Yeah. And then you go to the senior team game and you do a tailgate in a game. It would be epic. It's going to be awesome. Memories. Things you never forget. We yeah. never forget this stuff. Yeah, so... Yeah, so that was one of the things that came out is something we're going to try to do. Uh, it was a great meeting with U.S. Soccer this year. Uh, they they listened to, I mean, a lot of, we had a lot of frustrated people on the men's fan side. They were very uh, cognizant of that and listened to ideas we had on specifically words or things that kept coming up were transparency and ticket pricing and mm-hmm. ending pay to play and those kinds of things. So we, we uh, brainstormed with them on some ways that we thought that they could improve on that, and they had some thoughts and some plans already on how they're going to improve, and uh, it was a really good meeting, I thought. Um, yeah, hopefully a lot more to come uh, from that because uh, a lot of the details aren't figured out, but, I mean, we're going to constantly have these conversations, and that's what we do. Yeah. So for those out there, the, the few listening to this podcast, <laughs> give us your thoughts. We yeah. relay them. Yeah. I mean, we took we we took what we got from the survey, but we hear all year round on on the social medias, Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. One of the uh, shifting a little bit from that, keeping the theme of last year, New we, Year, 2018, Woo! New Year, 2019. Uh, <laughs> I lost it again. <laughs> it's been a long day. This is why we're good at this podcast, Corey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oh, one of the results of the of the survey that I found really interesting was, and I'm going to take a little credit because I asked the question, because I find it a very interesting question, and I'm interested in your thoughts. I'm sure you took the survey, right? Uh, Maybe. Yep. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yep. I spent time on that thing. Uh, one of the first questions was, to, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Do you think for the U.S. women's or men's national team games, that players retiring U.S. men's national team or U.S. women's national team players should get a send-off game for their national team. Hmm. Uh, it's a sticky subject because it's like I remember when when what Trinidad you- happened in the post-game interview, they had Tim Howard, and he's very downtrodden. We had just not qualified for the World Cup, and one of the braver uh, – <laughs> Writers ask them, is this your last game for the men's national team? Are you retiring today? And it kind of hit him. You could tell he hadn't even thought about it, that, that that all of a sudden it's over for him. And, you know, Dempsey, uh, Tim Howard played in that game. They're, I, I'm blinking on others, but there's probably five or six other players who probably won't play anymore. Uh, do you have a send-off? They did one for Landon Donovan. I'm trying to think if they've ever done one for any other player. I know they'd win for Becky. Uh, 
Yeah, they've no, done Becky, some for the Becky, uh, uh, Abby, Abby Wambach. They've done uh, a few, too. Uh, there's someone else for the women's team as well. Um, there's been a few others right. for the women's team, yeah. So do you agree with that concept? Well, I think. So what do you, okay. I, d- I don't think so. Well, what do you consider the ability to retire? Because, like, if someone just gets two caps. Friggin' Wayne Rooney played, we, the United States played England a few weeks ago. You were there, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I was not there. Or, I was at the next game. Right. So they played Wayne, or they played England. It was Wayne Rooney's send-off game. They had a friggin', like, guard of honor let welcoming 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 him onto the field he still plays professional soccer like what is it why are, are they just basically saying we're giving up on you what if he lights it up for for dc which he's been kind of doing what if he scores 300 goals this year and gets and he, he gets pulled hmm. back to manchester city and he scores 50 goals well did he personally make the decision to retire or did like the federation be like well we don't need you anymore <laughs> i don't know i don't give a shit about wayne but <laughs> so yeah, that's I mean, why that's it's such super, a thorny it's super subject. Interesting. Uh, I mean, you what if Clinton Dempsey came out of retirement tomorrow and and made him? Yeah, would you take him? I would take again. him on our team right now. Yeah, wouldn't I mean, you? That's I'm a good question. Personally, of the opinion that I'm pretty much ready to move on with all young guys. But <laughs> well, no, but if you had to take him, and this is a meaningful game tomorrow. Well, I guess tomorrow would be tough because he just hasn't played much in the last. How many months since he retired completely no from MLS and the, and the national team? We don't know. He could be playing every day. We don't know. But down in Nacogdoches, yeah, just pick up games. You know, <laughs> you know, you, you know, from the Continental Tire commercial, <laughs> the the not not so good one as the other Continental Tire commercial. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's just all depends. It just depends, Corey. I think Landon that's Donovan's a cop out fucking answer, and you know it. So. But it depends on what Bleep you consider retiring <laughs> too. Like, how many games does it take for like for you to be considered to retire exactly. from the national team? So it's a gray scale. Yeah. So now uh, Brian McBride didn't get a send off game. Oh yeah. That's, that's fucked up, right? Yeah. Uh, he was one of the, he was one of the major influences in me growing up as a U.S. soccer fan. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, there's and then there's everywhere in between, right? So. Some people are of the opinion that you should, there should never, I I can't remember if it was Alexi Lawless that was really ranting about this, but I kind of agree that you should be, if you're picked for your national team, you should be one of the best 23 available to play for your nation on that day. And there shouldn't be any retirement games. That said, I really enjoyed <laughs> Landon's, Landon's going away. <laughs> one, he was kind of the one that I was okay with. Abby Wambach, the leading all score, leading goal scorer of all time in any uh, for men's or women. Maybe that's what you need. You need to break records to give that opportunity to have. Clint Dempsey tied the I know. record. Well, I so. mean, he probably deserved one. He probably just didn't want one. I could see that. Tim Howard, I don't know. He deserved one as well, but maybe he didn't want one. Yeah. He seems like a guy. Well, I mean, it's just so weird. Yeah, Tim s- Howard's another good one. Yeah. It, I didn't even think about him. Do you think he'll play again? Tim he's Howard. still playing professional soccer. He's still He's still pretty good. I don't watch Colorado Rapids games. <laughs> He's I don't pretty good. Hate myself that much. I mean, <laughs> Stefan is by far like the the love you Denver, love you Colorado. Right <laughs> Your team is not good. <laughs> I think you know that. <laughs> well, let's talk about Zach Stefan. Like he did. He okay. So here's a teaser. He got second in, in the our player of the in year, our player of the year, which voting, is yeah. deserved. 
I think, for the year we had in 2018. Yeah, he had to make a lot of saves. <laughs> God, he did. Well, Horvath should have been up uh, there, just too. Just for then. that one game, I was yeah. at that game, and that's all I remember from that game. You can tell me, you could ask me anything else from that game. It's like, uh, Horvath was a monster. Did you know all. Ethan Horvath's name before that game? Heck, yeah. Sure you did. <laughs> but I don't talk about him on a regular basis until after that game. Oh, I talk about him every day. Every morning I wake up, I talk about Ethan Horvath. That game was incredible, and that's like the only thing people were talking about in the stands. <laughs> Until we had like one or two counters, and like, oh my god, let's go! We're like one set piece. We're gonna steal it. There was a point to me babbling about all this, which was <laughs> I was going to read off the statistics of what people felt like. Our four options were I were the one that I said, which was, no, you should never get one. It should you should never get one just because you're retiring. You should be one of the best players on the team at that time. Then there was one that was only in very rare cases, which is kind of the cop-out that you took. And then there was one that just said yes. And then there was one that was unsure. And I'm Very scrolling. rare. I'm scrolling. The cop-out has to win because it's a cop-out. And I agree with it. And my internet's very slow. Come on, man. Individual responses. Oh, my gosh, Corey. This isn't good radio at all. What? Let's... <laughs> What this? Can you sing? Very while you're at this, like uh, Counting Crows, maybe way. Atlantis Morissette. Oh, here we go. Do you agree with retirement or send-off matches for national team players? The the winner was yes, only in rare cases, with forty six percent of the vote. A close second was yes, they've earned a send-off. And that was with forty one percent of the <sighs> That's vote. That's interesting. That's bullshit. Is what that is. Yeah, I mean, you think like like a Benny Fieldhopper? Does he deserve a send off for that one goal against Mexico <laughs> in the Gold Cup? Uh, yeah. I think every one of our games is going to end up being a send off series. Or like, I know. <laughs> if, I don't know. <laughs> if you can remember one memory of that player in a split second, like you do Benny Fieldhopper, you deserve. I know. <laughs> <laughs> also, he was just our best passer that we've ever had, other than Landon, maybe. And hardly ever gets calls, and he'll never get one again, which is surprising. <laughs> oh, and the other fun question was, uh, what is your favorite bar to visit outside of your own chapter bar? What, what's your favorite chapter bar to visit Ooh. outside of your own chapter bar? So I just bar? love Good People Brewing Company. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get a plug-in for the guy that's <laughs> bought your vote with a beer. Congratulations. <laughs> I already know which now one. Now, you're a guy who's probably been to more chapter bars been, than almost anybody else. Maybe... I've been traveling to so many, and every time I travel to for the your city, day job, I make right? sure, yeah, for my other job, I make sure I visit the chapter bar. Man, it's such a tough question. I don't want to answer that because they all are somewhat unique. Uh, I know what yours is, Corey. I already know that. You always talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I've got uh, one. I, I know the one that won is Nashville, which I love. and they have Way to build up for it. I was going to build up to it. I was going to set the stage a little, you really? fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, I know the one that wants Nashville. Yeah, you're right. Number one was Nashville. Well, what's number two then? Wait, you were on, I, I cut you off on a rant. You said, oh, I know the number one is Nashville. Congr- congratulations, Nashville. They do have a great bar. They do. They've changed the ownerships, but it's just a fantastic even with the change of ownership, like it's still just as positive and just as accommodating to and anyone that wants to go for specifically for night before so parties. I love the Tampa great. bar, by the way. If you ever been to the Tampa bar, I awesome. McDinton's. Oh, right. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've been there. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, um, obviously, Lincoln's amazing. Captain Jack's. Just so many memories. I've never been there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never been there today. Uh, 
Kansas City is nothing special, but they're so accommodating. Nothing and, like, special. I mean, it's like, a great bar. But I mean, like, there's the some bars. The location's fantastic. There's bars that go to across the country just like decked out in American Outlaw stuff. They almost yeah. have shrines of their local chapter scarves, jerseys. Like all this stuff. It sounds like you're describing my number one, which I is know. Hartford, Connecticut. I know. So the one if you can visit Hartford, Connecticut's AO Chapter Bar is my favorite in the whole country. It's in the basement of a different bar. You walk down, you can sign the wall if you're an AO person. It's AO scarves everywhere. Uh, it's just all American Outlaws and US soccer just everywhere. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I love own taps down there, everything. It's yeah. sweet. I love surprise amazing chapter bars like i go to the city and it's like i don't hear much from the chapter so i don't sometimes expect a lot to be on the walls of the chapter bar and then i go I have in one and it's i'm like, thinking of oh my god there's stuff there like uh, orange county i went to and i was like i haven't heard much about the bar in orange county or whatever but i get in there there's a full wall yeah. to like american outlaws chapters from not just like the orange county chapter scarves but like scarves from all over the country like traded i have one just like the sioux falls south dakota oh yeah that was they good have like a hundred chapter scarves around up in there they have a sandwich a burger called the outlaw burger yeah oh, yeah i had it it's delicious i mean they have that at a restaurant here but it's not AO specific <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sure I'm sure it's AO specific and not a happy accident. I'm 100 percent sure. This is my favorite thing to do, by the way, is go to cities and go to the chapter. Oh, bars. I love it. And I just go in there. I don't I don't talk about American Allies, and I just kind of uh, see taking the vibe. Yeah, taking the vibe and see what happens. You know, like I went to Little Rock and uh, went to their chapter bar and didn't have much on the walls um, at all, but they all knew it. Like they were, oh man, I love it. It's so much fun when they come in. Yeah, it's yeah. like I love that. I wish there was more in the world. Raleigh, have you been in the one in Raleigh, North Carolina? It's tiny. What's up? Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is well, that the right city? It's tiny. Like holds like maybe forty yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. We went there before the the women's no the guys game that was there at the. I wasn't at that one. North Carolina FC Stadium. I want to say it's Raleigh. I, I might be getting it wrong. Well, there's a Raleigh Durham one. There's one each. Yeah. Um, it's either <laughs> Raleigh or Durham one. Oh my gosh, I'm on the spot. But it was quite nice. Isn't yeah. Raleigh Durham the same thing. Yeah, but there's two different. There's Chapters. one in Raleigh and right. one in Durham. Guess what number? Uh, what was that? What, Wait, what was number was two? Like, Did we get to number two? Yeah, no, we haven't even said it yet. What is uh, it? But I had another reference I was going to make. Um, forget it. Uh, number two was. Let me describe it and see if you can guess it. Okay. <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind. I love this bar. I've okay. been there multiple times. Uh, it's not just an AO bar. It's a soccer bar. Very famous soccer bar in general. That's my biggest clue. Hmm. Second biggest clue is on Google Maps Street View. You can walk into the bar and walk around in the bar and what? literally like look over people's people's shoulders on their laptop. It's weird. What? Yeah. Uh, that doesn't give it away. Um, no. No. It's it's probably you. I've been there with you multiple times. Um, they have a copper ceiling. I'm trying to hint at it. Copper ceiling. <laughs> uh, let's see. Keep uh, going, Corey. It holds maybe. Is there games? There, there's an upstairs there and a downstairs. A is there games there a lot? Yeah. Big one of. Uh, that's a big hint. Uh, I'll save that hint. Uh, they they get big games for the men's team specifically. <laughs> like the biggest games. In America, yes. For for the U.S. men's national team, they get big games. Yeah. Huh. In this city. Huh. Uh, Great chapter, well run. Um, they oh have two levels. Uh, in the back, there's a second level. Um, skinny, long. Oh my god! Uh, I don't know. I what know else once to you say you. this, copper yeah. on the ceiling. Just tell me. Just tell me. 
Uh, I'll give you a hint. One of the most memorable games in U.S. soccer history is qualifying. Uh, night before was at this bar. E- like easily, Columbus? E- no, <laughs> Those easily. the biggest game. Most memorable game. Other outside of Columbus, Columbus is number three. Oh, by the Denver, way. Denver, uh, yeah. the Bulldog, the Bulldog. I just read an article today when notification comes up that the Three Lions is closing for like a rebranding. That was their second bar. Yeah, the second yeah. bar we went to. A Bulldog. Bulldog's way better, but it's just tiny. So we had to like bring like in the both. Three Lions. I like yeah, both. Yeah. They're both oh, yeah. great. Yeah, oh yeah, and the owner of the Bulldogs, fantastic. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Denver yeah, yeah. bar is fantastic. Yeah, so that was number two, and then Columbus was number three. Okay, Columbus's bar is great. That's just because there's just so many memories. I mean, we 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 stuck right. like two thousand people in that bar, mm-hmm. <laughs> so everyone's they, been there. Those poor neighbors. <laughs> I know. Those poor neighbors. Oh boy. They they're super nice. That that bar is like a, a college bar, is through there, and through. But I, they're so nice to us. I love this topic. Is, yeah. Is there? Oh my, we should have a whole episode I just know. on chapter bars. Is there? Uh, but we a got bar a- that you haven't visited that you really, really want to. Uh, I've got one. Hmm. I've, I'll say mine. I've okay. been to games. I've been to games in Seattle, but I've never been to the Seattle bar, the Atlantic yeah, Crossing. Because we, all- oh, yeah. we do it I've been there. down at Fuel for the pregame. Pre-game. And I, I couldn't be there for the night before for the game there because yeah, it was like good. a knockout game for Gold Cup, if I remember right. Hmm. And. I've been there for two games, and one was a knockout game, and it was like last minute, and we, and we held it down at uh, uh, south of Seattle. Um, oh, you know I forgot Milwaukee's bar, Highbury's fantastic. Oh my gosh! But yeah, one though I I've, I've always wanted to go to Hartford Chapter Bar because you you talk about that all the time. But man, I've the I've, other one that I miss, like when you talk about when you're when you're vacationing and you visit there. Was uh, Mc, or, uh, uh, Jack Dempsey's in New York, which is no longer there. Mm. Loved going to Jack Dempsey's. Me too. Oh, you know, Mexico City Chapter Bar is one I want to go to that I, I haven't not been, been to. There? Yeah. Yeah. Picho Gringos. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it's a great barbecue. <laughs> Absolutely amazing things. And they actually helped uh, uh, hire um, individuals that got sent back from the U.S. that were Mexican citizens. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That's There's cool. a whole big article about that, too. That's cool. Yeah. Never been though, but people got to experience that the the last U.S. Mexico the game there in Mexico City. While I love this conversation, we got to move be, on. No, we're <laughs> gonna be pissing off so many people by not mentioning. I know. We gotta- so please, if you listen to the podcast, what's our hashtag for this? If you listen to this podcast and we didn't mention a bar that we should have mentioned, please tweet at us at American. I always Outlaws. use hashtag AO Chapter Bar Tour. <laughs> Okay, what about just hashtag AO podcast? Is that thing a thing we use? It's not a thing, but we can make it a thing, Corey. For me, anything? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, for you, anything. That's the kind of answer hashtag I'm looking for. AO podcast. <laughs> yeah, tweet at us uh, if if you know of a bar or we didn't mention your bar or we forgot one. Please. I love that convo. We got to move in, on. This just in, we like to cut bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. New year, new shirt, Corey. Yeah, we got a new member design shirt. Um, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, people are loving it. People have compared it to <laughs> one of my favorite comments about the shirt was someone said on on Twitter, "This reminds me of a shitty beer label, and that's a compliment." <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. How's that a compliment? Because it looks like you know, like a a, a PBR logo or like like a one of those old. Oh, beer. now I'm looking around for it because I <laughs> don't remember it well enough to. Oh, there's one. There's got to be one in here. Oh, there's one. 
<laughs> yeah, it looks like it, and it's kind of true, but we absolutely love it. It does kind of look like a PBR <laughs> label now that you say it. But all but there's soccer. a lot, there's a lot of good stuff that went into Dude, it. People are loving this logo, and it's designed by uh, a member out in Orlando, Ashley Taylor. Yeah, awesome cool. stuff. Yeah, yeah we it. again we did a, a nice little contest between all these designers that uh, we have used in the history of like American Outlaws and let them kind of submit it. And, yeah, we and had probably eight or ten submissions. Yeah, and then our our board and our uh, national helpers all came up with our ideas, and there wasn't. I, I think everyone was on somebody's top three. And there wasn't any that were like dominantly stood out. So there were a lot of good ones. It was tough to to pick one this year. But we've got them in the hopper for future uh, possibilities, right? Yeah, they're all good. Man, there's some talent out there in our membership just for everything. Right. I agree. That's awesome. So, yeah, uh, new shirt. So if you want it. Check it out. Become a member. Get it. Also, kind of running off of that is if you're if you signed up later in the year, as a member and you want to get the shirt earlier in the year, like you want to get it now and you can sign in to your, to your uh, AO account, assuming that you have the new AO membership. Uh, if you signed up after 2017, you can log in and change, or I don't think you can do it manually. You might have to ask us to do it right to change your renewal date, but you can send us an email and we can change your renewal date to put it at the start of the year so that we can, um, get your shirt to you earlier in the year. Because so many of you, because uh, so many of you uh, signed up in like May and June, and you want the shirt now, which I want it now. Yeah, everyone We're wants Americans. things now. I want it now. Yeah. Uber it to me, please. <laughs> Sorry, we don't we don't ship things uh, next day air, so it probably takes. We do it if you. Ask. If you sign up today, unless you live in Lincoln, uh, even if you live in Lincoln, you'll get it like if you ask within me. a week. If you ask our shipping ladies very nicely, they might, and you pay for the extra shipping, they will sometimes take time out of their day and drive it over and do next day if it's a, for a birthday or something. But other than that, we try and it usually goes out of here within two, three days. Yeah. The AO moms are the most amazing thing a part of. That's American Outlaws for sure. They are, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> I've heard a rumor that someone wants to tell their story on the web. Oh, not on the web, but like on TV. Someone or everyone. Oh, everyone. Yes. <laughs> but you're talking like a media outlet. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Everyone. They deserve it. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I watch for that. <laughs> we'll see you on the other side of the break. To the American Outlaws podcast, the soccer podcast, where we talk about kicking soccer goals. I'm Corey Donahue with American Outlaws. 
Can you hear me, Justin? Am I coming through clear? You're coming through. Despite my mic being off, which we found out means nothing. No. <laughs> we only know now that the microphone being on just means it's louder. <laughs> my microphone was off for the whole first segment. It has it two worked. settings, medium loud and incredibly loud. I like to make myself heard. I believe in what I'm saying. I think I know better than everyone else. I need people to hear what I got to say. I like to stand on a crate of oranges in, in the park downtown Lincoln and yell at people about the presence of a higher power every day. That's oh, what yeah? I do. Oh, yeah? But my mic's usually off, I just learned, <laughs> and which is why no one listens to me. I'm just kidding. Okay, so 2018 is behind us. It's been a shit year for the men's team. It's been a great year for the women's team. But 20, 2019 is a huge year for the men's team and the women's team. Lead us into the future, Corey. Let's talk about the men's team. Mm. We got a brand new coach. His mm. name is Berhalter. Two Gs. Do not forget the two Gs. Greg Berhalter is his name. Uh, he was, uh, you know, an underwhelming hire. We've talked about it. We're we're uh, we're behind him. We hope for good things. We think he's a good coach. We think he'll be good. He's not uh, light. He's he's not the sexiest coach in the world. That's fine. Maybe that's what we need right now. But I've been uh, Justin. You've been watching some videos. Yeah. And uh, you're pretty pumped with what you're seeing all around, it sounds like. I am. You got some videos from training camp because we've got games in Phoenix and uh, Northern California coming very shortly, correct? That's right. In two weeks, in a week yeah. or two. I got, yeah, <laughs> two weeks, a little less than two weeks. So the players are in camp right yeah. now for January camp. I haven't watched these videos, but I love watching these training camp videos because I usually don't until we have like a new coach because I feel like it's always the same old, same old. When like they come into the camp and they just say the same thing, it's very just generic. Oh, I hate the stuff. interviews. Interviews are terrible. So do I usually. Then I, I listen to like I've been listening to Burhalter's interviews at the training camp and some of their videos that the U.S. Soccer did, and like he's a, he'll answer every question asked and to straight to the point. Like yeah. I put two quotes down um, from his first sort of interview, and one was like, "What's the objectives of the camp?" And he was like. Four things. <laughs> team building, team culture, Wait, style slow down, of play, slow down, slow down. competing. Say all four again. Team building. Okay. Team culture. Same thing. Style of play. <laughs> and competing. Style of play and competing. I know they are somewhat generic, but at least he says, like, these are the four. This but is our vision. It's clear they've identified They've identified these in previous things, and he's not making it up on the spot. No, and, and it's not Klinsman where he might, he's like got a few buzzwords yeah, and he's exactly pulling them out of thin air. I mean, these are buzzwords, but maybe they're like at least they're like the four focused buzzwords, yeah. right? Um, and then someone asked a question in the interview too: What does U.S. Soccer need to do to compete at a World Cup level? That's an interesting question, Corey. It's a great question. I know, and he actually had an answer. Did I ask it? Are you no. you're looking at me like I <laughs> no, asked? No, you didn't. I have no idea who asked it. Okay. Uh, he goes, able to move the ball against any type of opponent. We failed that miserably in yep. 2018, I would say. Yep. Miserably. Against Italy, specifically, and England, and yeah. Towards uh, the end. Defend as a unit, which we have not also done fairly well, depending on the game. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, we didn't really. Yeah. Uh, good on both sides of the ball on set pieces, which is always a little We're scary. Used we used to be good at that. I know. 
And then in transition, this is the best, in transition moments, be adequate. <laughs> transition moments, be adequate. Okay. And he always talks about, too, uh, which is super interesting, like, take the ball. Once you get the ball, make space. So get the ball from him, then make space. I don't know. He's a, he just seems very technical, and I've been pretty impressed. And so he had, like, a vision slide, too, that we saw on, like, the most recent video. And he's like, we will create our identity on and off the field, build a cohesive unit, develop a clear style of play, develop a high-performance culture, prepare tactically and physically, create a professional team environment, focus on what we can control, be brave and resilient. Can you start over and read them faster? <laughs> <laughs> you can rewind this podcast next time, Corey. But. I uh, wasn't listening to the list because I was thinking about something else. Hopefully listeners are replaying it and memorizing it. <laughs> However, the making space thing sounds simple. If you played at a decent level, like you and I played at a decent level growing up mm -hmm. through high school. I've still played a really good level. You're at a below average level. <laughs> <laughs> creating, creating spaces. Did you see my goal <laughs> this last Sunday? Woo, I haven't done that in a long time. I do remember. Have Bali. Oh, yeah. It doesn't speak well that I play. I'm forced to play goalie. Once <laughs> <laughs> I never played it until now, so that doesn't seem. And you are like good, Corey. I think you missed your. I think you missed your. Uh, your position back in the day. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, you have you five have, foot seven you goalie is height. really in height. You got the height. You got the reflexes. <laughs> I certainly do. What else do you need? Well, you got to be fat a, and a get wingspan. in the way. You got a wingspan. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fair enough. These but, are all kick, but you have a kick save and a butte, Corey. These are all accurate. <laughs> God damn it! You took me off my. Sorry. Of my actual point to make fun of my body style and my playing abilities. <laughs> uh, the making space thing. Uh, if you played at a decent level, making space is uh, a thing that's harped on. And you can tell a good team immediately by how well they make space for each other when they have the ball. Like, And I think you can. the first thing I look at is when a player makes a pass to another team, the second they let go of the pass, what do they do? Do they... Do they watch it, their own pass? Do they look around at what they should be doing and where they should be moving and then going there immediately? Or do they back off, like slow, like they pass, and then they're like, my work here is done, and they kind of just wait to see what the guy with the ball is going to oh, do? We saw a lot of that last year. Last, This is what I'm saying. is Those are basic things that I think are taught to you your whole life, probably by decent coaches. But like, you can tell when the U.S. is playing in a good – or has a rhythm and is playing well – based on that exact thing, which is the second that they get rid of the ball, are they moving and looking around and proactively making space, or are they waiting for the guy with the ball to do something mm. and then seeing if they're open, like, secondarily? And uh, I'm glad to hear him say that that's a, a major, you know, something that they're going to concentrate on. Yeah, it kind of goes with it. I, I hear him say this all the time, too. And he goes, like, make possessions to get the other team out of position. I don't know, like, he explained it in one video, like, you're supposed to get to these people to make sure that you get them out of what their, like, their comfortable positions are. So if they're in a, whatever, 4-4-2, four, four, got to make sure that defense gets them drawn up because of the possession to get them out of position. I don't know if these are just all a million bullet point buzzwords that he's trying to do everything or not, but well, the fact that he's talking about this stuff, I never heard, like, this sort of clear, sort of precise stuff in the past. Have you? I mean... Not from U.S. coaches necessarily. Probably not from Klinsman because he didn't know him. <laughs> Probably not. 
Uh, Bruce maybe had an idea, but was trying to be tactical and, and cheeky and, you know, trying to. But he couldn't talk about it. And if you can't talk about it in the press, but do you want to you talk, talk about, about it, it? If, the, if if you're planning your game, you're scouting a team and planning for them, do you really want to be talking about how you're going to approach attacking their style of play? Like, I don't know. I think I think you got to walk the line and be pretty vague on it. Here's a here's another quote <clears throat> which I really loved. I don't, I'm going to try to play this. This is going to be brand new. You know, we're going to uh, get. Uh, <clears throat> So this is a player said this at the training camp. It's going great so far. Regular staff have been very detail oriented. Before we start each session, they lay out a set of principles that they want to achieve in that session. We're able to rely on these principles so that way when a game gets hectic, we have something to fall back on. You can tell we... Yeah. This I like that. I do too. It's kind of... the. Th it's kind of what we were looking for in the coaching process where like... If the shit hits the fan, point. we, we want a set of principles that we lean back, we look back on, and we titrate, and we are like, "This, we agree with these twenty." Did you say titrate? Yeah, I was love it, Corey. <laughs> take it back to the Chem one hundred and nine. Love it. I always use that word. Go on. It's one of my faves. Love it. Cheers to that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, but yeah, identifying the set of principle. That's why they always make new startup businesses have a mission statement so you can go back to it, right? Yeah. Like this is basically it's branding one oh one. I didn't take that class. I took Chem one oh nine instead. So I could tell you. I don't know if that was actually a class, I just <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm glad they're doing that. I I, uh, I hate to I, I loathe to bring in Nebraska football coaching to this. <laughs> Always but like they they have a, a set core of things and they, they have like two little quick words that they always hearken back to like with linemen they call it fast feet and they like they, they have you know that's not one of the only that's there, there's probably eight or ten of them but like there's core values and if, if you just keep hearkening back to them and and those points are well established it's easy for your mind to remember oh yeah this is a core thing that we got to live up to this is where we're this is where we're lacking right now let's concentrate on this right now that's a good point we have all this stuff about what we're trying to do. There's a million bullet points. What I would love is like this one slogan. Not what we're telling the team to do like here for the future, all that, all that. you know, that's, we like it because that's what we're here for as fans. But the players, like the Nebraska thing, which I love, is day by day, Yeah. right? Yeah. Like day by day, they're making process, pro progress to get to this point, right, where they want to be. Like what is like the slogan that the players use internally that they have on these tr training camps every single time? That we can get behind as fans. I would love something like that. That's a good question. I don't know because, like, the January camp has its own feel. The March camp is, like, depending on where they play, it has a feel, definitely. If it's in Europe, it's European guys. If it's in the U.S., it's uh, probably mostly U.S.-based guys. If it's the lead-up to a Gold Cup, it's entirely the planning, leading, or it's preparation entirely for the Gold Cup. And then if you're, I mean, and then you actually play the Gold Cup. But, yeah, it... It depends on the on the game that they're playing in and what they're preparing for, I guess. But, but they, it should be the same preparation and same tactics throughout, no matter who comes into camp, right? In these games. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I don't know. I, I haven't I haven't coached a national team, but it's like <laughs> you haven't. Well, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> after yeah. these podcasts, after well, yeah. after 
I know Burhalter just uh, Greg, announced his new assistance, but he forgot to mention Corey Donner. Greg Gaga is, is an <laughs> avid listener. He's texting me all the time. He's going to hear this commentary and be like, what am I thinking? Get these people on board. Didn't they hire some new assistants? Yeah. Uh, who do we get? Ooh. Jurgen Klinsmann. An old player that used to play with Greg Burhalter. Greg, Greg, Greg. Who's that? Josh Wolf. He used to play in Kansas City, if I remember correctly. Mm. Yeah, he was solid, too, at the time. That was to the end of, end of his career. Yeah. Um, yeah, Josh Wolf. Uh, he he was the assistant at Columbus before he got hired on here. Okay. Uh, BJ Callahan. That sounds like a forgot where name, he was. I, I forgot where he was. Um, I don't think he was Columbus, but Steve Toschen. I think he was Columbus. And then they got Darcy Norman, who's the movement and conditioning coach, who's actually just came from the German national team. Really? Yeah. What is it with us in Germany, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's I think it think it's like a, a jealous thing. Like we want to be like Germany, the national team so bad <laughs> that we'll take whatever we can. It's it's sad that that Germany's last World Cup was by far and away their worst World Cup appearance in like what a hundred years and yet we would have killed for that. <laughs> like we didn't even get to go to the World Cup. <laughs> But, yeah, it's so a BJ, sad state of affairs. B.J. Callahan is a str- strategy analyst, and he was from Philly. Okay. And then Steve is the, the head performance expert. I don't know what. There's a lot of just weird titles, but. Well, that's any coaching staff, I feel <laughs> like. I look at the Nebraska basketball bench, and there's like 40 coaches. I'm like, what are these guys doing? Like, are they <laughs> The free throw coach. Do they have the one? dribbling coach? I have no idea. Well, you need I'm a dribbling a big... coach. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Brunk basketball. Played in yeah, you made fun of my and soccer prob- abilities. And probably soccer, too. <laughs> yeah. Let's not even get into our bet, Corey. That, we'll save that for another podcast. Okay. <laughs> but you have been told by a referee in your adult life that you need to learn how, how to, to dribble. dribble. <laughs> in basketball. Yeah, that's a true story. That's I do my, not pride myself on my basketball my skills. Thing. Oh, my God. But that was in the middle of the game. A ref <laughs> told me that. <laughs> <laughs> and all I could do is laugh. It's like, yeah, you're right, 100%. Yeah, we all agreed. <laughs> Where was our damn dribbling coach at the time? We did not have it. Yeah, who's the U.S.'s dribbling coach? Is he staying there? <laughs> that's, that's Corey Donahue. That would be a good question is if you had to pick a former. Wouldn't that be like a skill? That would be the skill assistant, like the whole, uh, um, I would say the uh, head performance expert, right? <laughs> If you had to pick or a, movement and conditioning coach. I have no idea. If you had no to idea. pick an ex-U.S. men's national team player to be your dribbling coach, who would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would say probably Landon Donovan. He was probably the one of the best on the ball with the ball at his feet. Phil Hubbard was he was more of a passer. Um, Justin Mapp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of so much unrealized potential in that game. Oh my god! A lot god. of people said he was. Or John O'Brien, he was really good. He wasn't necessarily a dribbler. He was just super skilled and a yeah. lot of on the ball stuff. But yeah, it's a good question. We don't get Stu Holden. You need those central midfielders. He was good. Yeah. For the three games I got to see him play. Uh, yeah, who would it be though now currently? Pulisic. <laughs> Pulisic's our best yeah, dribbler I've ever had. Good point. He's the best on. Yeah. I, th- I think. I agree. I can't think of a player who's dr- who can just. I'm burn sure there is. I'm sure we're forgetting stuff. I'm sure people yell in and say like. You're forgetting this, this, and well, this. Like, like, I know. Claudio Reyna, maybe, mm. or like mm. a... Uh, That's a good one, too. Ernie Stewart, who's our GM mm. now. I don't remember if he was much of a dribbler, but I don't know. We should pose this to our next... This is a good question. Next time we have a uh, p- 
podcast guest of the celebrity the variety. Coach. Maybe we should ask them this mm. question. You got to get a throwing coach who's the best. Beasler for sure. <laughs> <laughs> throwing coach. <laughs> That's an old joke from us. Like, yeah. uh, we, had a, we had an ex-player with us one time. And we're just trying to figure out. We're having a struggling in the game. We're down, and we're trying to figure out our our at halftime what to we're do. We're really pumping each other up. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get in their faces. We gotta do this. We gotta do this. And then one of our teammates, we will not say names, comes into the huddle. It's like, guys, we gotta make throw-ins faster. We gotta take the throw-ins really <laughs> fast. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're lacking, bro. Oh we gotta make my that god! Happen. Only if we had a throw-in coach, we would have figured that one out. So, anyways. All right, so we don't want to, we don't need to go over the roster, but there are the roster's new. It's great. All MLS, twelve uncapped players, which is about half the team. Twelve uncapped players. Who's our biggest names? The ones that have the most caps. You got Bradley. Michael Costa, Bradley's back. <laughs> which a good quote, if you would about it. He said his best years are in front of him. Is he talking in life in general or <laughs> on the field? God bless him. Well, I, I mean, my brother and I. Go back and forth about Michael Bradley. I won't say who who likes him better than who. Uh, I I like Michael Bradley deep down. Think he's a good leader. A lot of people disagree with me. I think he's a very strong candidate. I take some p- people's point about his leadership style, and he's a little too alpha and doesn't he. His presence in there might dictate the leadership style. Whereas I think it was Jimmy Conrad kind of said that. He thinks the young guys should be able to figure out their own leadership style, and and if Michael's in there, he's kind of dictating it. Hmm, that's I interesting. I kind of believe that he might be right in that. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that Burhalter might sit him down and say, "You're in here because you're good. You're in here because you have a strong character. We want you to calm down on the dictating side of things Dude. and just bring like a toughness and like you guys are here. You're gonna perform." But I'm not going to call the shots. I hope they sit him down and say something like I that. I agree. I just I was just thinking. I agree with that. And a lot of times, U.S. soccer comes in here and tries to dictate what that you know. We talked about the day by day. What's their day by day sort of slogan internally? They have to create them create that themselves internally with these players, like these young players. Yeah. And you can't have like U.S. soccer like, hey, this is what you're going to say. This is your guys's like slogan when you right. like do the camps in these games. Like, no, that'd be bullshit to the players. Yeah. Yeah. They have to figure that out themselves. I know the – I keep hearkening to Nebraska athletics. <laughs> I know the Nebraska women's volleyball team, they they let them come up with it every year. I don't know if they do for the basketball and football or not. But uh, I thought you were going to mention that uh, U.S. soccer uh, mentioned that they're, they're – you know, they have separate kind of those sayings for the men's and women's teams. And for the men's teams, they have from, gl- from grit to glory <laughs> – do you remember this? Yes. In our meeting. And, Do it, Corey. And I, <laughs> I, in my immediate, didn't even think about it for a second. And I said, didn't you mean from shit to glory? <laughs> this was, and they did not think that this was This was in a split second, Corey. I have to give you so much respect for that because, like, literally, we've never seen this slogan in our entire life. And we saw it. And it said, from grit to glory. And Corey goes, from shit to glory. Don't you mean from shit to glory? And that is, like, 100% what everyone is thinking. So that is completely correct, Corey. Uh, I, I, they laughed, but I, I, no, they laughed. I mean, I'm sure somebody worked a lot on that, on that, uh, on that statement. Cause I know marketing takes a long time. <laughs> I felt a little bad afterwards, but I like, that's how I felt last year was a shitty yeah. fucking year. So like shit to glory. Yeah. Love it. I don't mean, I don't uh, want to use that term anymore. No. But, uh, yeah. And Cause that's not the right term. It was just and a quick fun uh, joke. It's, it's not like we, 
we may have played together like shit sometimes, but like we have so much potential. All these young players are it's exciting so time. good. Like new year, Corey. It's an exciting time, new, man. New times for the men's team. We can reinvent ourselves this year. We're all uh we're all at the same or zero zero teams across the world have qualified for the next World Cup. Zero teams across the world have uh, lost a Gold Cup game or won a Gold Cup game. We are on an evil, even playing field. We are going to reestablish ourselves as the power in North and Central America. We have young, exciting players. We have a new coach. We have a direction. We have potential. Can can Grigagig harness that potential and make something great? I think it's going to be a fun year. Regardless of what happens, we got a lot of great games between the men and women. Women's we'll World Cup. We'll talk about the Women's World Cup more. We talked about it a lot last uh, last pod. Yeah, we did talk about it a lot last pod. Plenty of time to get into that next pod. I got to run to my Orange Theory workout where I'm going to die on the treadmill. Get swole, Corey. A get beer. swole. I got to get swole. A beer and M and M. Why he's eyeing the candy? Right well, there. a beer and M and M should really get me through that. Uh, yeah, that 20 minutes. On the treadmill. On a scale of 1 to 10, Corey, how excited are you for 2019? 19 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very excited. I uh, I would say, honestly, I mean, from a logistics planning American Outlaws perspective, mm. I'm not excited for June because it's going to be a shitload of work. And the whole year. You know how many games are going on? <laughs> Between so the Women's World Cup the, and the Gold Cup at the exact same and time. And all the friendlies and the Possibly. send-off series. And, the, and if they win the World Cup, I'm sure there's going to be a million games afterwards, too. Possibly with Gold Cup and Women's World Cup finals on the same day. But um, that makes everyone else excited. People the highs and lows are going to be amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm very excited. But for that it. doesn't. I know that's what I'm excited for. That there's actually going to be highs and lows, like, like stuff that you like. We're back in the day when you're at the back of the Captain Jacks or in the stadium. Like when I was in Trinidad and Tobago, that was the worst time ever. But at least I was pacing. Like I felt the lows. I felt the highs at games. Like I will in never. back at Captain Jacks, where you're just pacing the floor, where you're like, oh my god, this is literally like not literally, figuratively life or death. Are you? I will say this in. Some some fans might poo-poo this. I will say, <laughs> I will say that there have been times in big U.S. games, in World Cup games, even like the Belgium game specifically, where we're just getting the floor white. Maybe not the Belgium game, but we're getting our asses kicked, and we, and we're close to winning, or we're still in the game. And I'm like, we don't deserve to win this game. I don't I don't I I don't care if we win or lose. I want to earn the World Cup. Blah blah blah. Now I will never look at a World Cup game that way again. We've seen the bottom, and it sucks to not play in a World Cup game. I, I want to win by by luck, by earning 90% of it, earning 70% of it. I'm never taking a World Cup game for granted ever again. We've seen the lows. I, uh, I can't wait for it. I can't wait I for the grind. I can't wait for the Gold Cup. As long as they're still grind. They've been talking about moving the Qatar to 48 teams. It's like, no, do not take... Like, I know it sucks. We cannot miss the World Cup, but do not take this qualifying away. That is, like, the highs and lows as a fan. Like, we got to earn that damn spot. Let's not just get it because they add, like, a mil- two more spots in CONCACAF. <laughs> Let's earn this spot. Well, that's happening after that anyway. I know. Yeah. It's but I want to earn it this time, this time around. Yeah. Even, if, even if we're in Qatar. <laughs> it's in Qatar. Which, um, we'll be there. We'll be there for every step of the way. Can't wait. It's exciting. I can't wait for meaningful men's soccer games again. Oh. I can't wait for good competition on the women's game, meaningful women's yep. game. Games. Uh, get in now. 
Get in now, everyone. Get in now, man. Eight years is going to, or seven years now, is going to fly by before we're favorites to win the 2026 World Cup. For sure. Favorites. Call it now. Just remember, in May of 2026, when all your friends are asking you what you're doing for the World Cup and blah, 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 you say, well, I've been a member of American Outlaws for seven years, and I've seen the lows. I've worked I've worked it. Let's do it. Yeah. Can't wait. Thanks, Justin, for everything. Thanks, Corey. It's been another great podcast. Great. And you said we weren't going to have anything to talk about. I say that every time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You know I can talk about anything. <laughs> Thank you, American Outlaws World. We will see you out there for what is going to be an amazing 2019. We'll see you in the chapter bars. We'll see you in the games. We will uh, be here always. Get at us uh, via email, via via Twitter, whatever. If you have any questions. Thank you so much for everything you do. See you out there. Thanks, Justin. Goodbye. <laughs>